0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Tiller Talk podcast. My name is Kathleen Shepard and I'm the founder of Tiller, a sustainable swimwear and apparel brand delivering high quality and versatile pieces while putting people and planet the forefront of everything we create. This episode will continue our series spotlighting female founders and creators who are carving their very own paths and innovating within their fields. This episode is particularly special because it is the first episode so far that we've recorded in person. I met up with Jenny Drew Garabedian, the founder of All the Babies, in our mutual home base of Los Angeles to talk all things brand building, trusting your instincts, and following your passions. All the Babies started as an organic cotton cozy line of baby and toddler clothing, but it has since expanded to adult loungewear. Jenny Drew is such an inspiring founder, and I'm so thrilled to share our conversation. I will preface the chat by saying that since we did do this in person, there is some downtown background noise early on in the recording, but I promise that it goes away for most of the episode. So bear with us. Now that you're prepared, let's jump right into the chat. How are you? So good, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I'm so excited to have you and to hear about all the babies and everything along your journey. Oh, me too. So, why don't we just start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, Give us the background of who you are, what your background is, and what you're doing now with all the babies.
1: So, my name is Jenny Drew, it's a double first name, which most people don't know. So, I grew up in LA. And I was a big soccer player my whole life. that was kind of like what I always thought my journey was going to be. I thought I was going to play soccer in college and do that whole thing. I was super committed since I was like six years old till Mm -hmm. I was 18. But I got injured in high school. So obviously my journey took a different step. You know, that old saying that never fails is everything happens for a reason. And I truly believe that I wasn't meant to continue soccer and I learned really valuable lessons from soccer that I still still feel myself doing every day when I'm working on all the babies. So I ended up going to Paris. I spent my freshman year at university, the American University of Paris. And I was a nanny there of these three French kids who were just cute as can be and we didn't speak the same language, obviously. I was mm-hmm. supposed to teach them English ended up only speaking French to them because <laughs> I <laughs> learned French from them. But I fell in love with the simplicity of their clothes and the quality of the fabric and just mm-hmm. the beauty that is European clothing. I didn't yeah. feel like we had any simple, beautiful pieces in the U.S. at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was over six years ago. Obviously, that's changed. And I was like, I wanted to do something around fashion and I want to do something around philanthropy. Does that mean kids' clothes? I don't really know what that means. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like where it ended. And I was like, okay, what's next? So I ended up going to university at USC my sophomore to senior year. Mm -hmm. So I got into USC. And from there, I was on this journey of, like, starting this thing. But I Mm -hmm. didn't know what that was. And I didn't know what that looked like. And finally, I realized, you know, babies outgrow their clothes so quickly there's a give back around that I want to do I want to combine fashion and philanthropy and I kind of went on my all the babies journey from there and it's crazy because I interned in all these different industries like I was an intern at Marie Claire so I was Mm -hmm. doing the fashion thing I was an intern at the Giving Keys which employs people transitioning out of homelessness incredible company intern at Tom's which obviously has the one-for-one model like I worked at Sweetgreen as like a community social media manager. Mm-hmm. All of these things that I look in the moment, I was like, this is totally not what I want to do. This right. isn't my path. These companies are great, but like, I don't want to do social media or I don't want to do talent acquisition, mm-hmm. like these fields that I just didn't feel like were me. Yeah. And now I look back at all of that experience and I was like, okay, that all led me to where I am today. <laughs> yes. Here we are. This is amazing. So I'm one year in of All the Babies, which is a baby clothing company, now adults too, mm-hmm. which creates Baby Basics with a mission to give back to babies in need. And mm-hmm. we also donate through uh, our adult pieces. So 1% of sales mm-hmm. from all the adults go to Black Mamas Matter Alliance and Every Mother
0: Counts. Oh, I love that. That was a long spiel. No, that was great. <laughs> I like kind of 14 different dresses. No, that's exactly what I like to hear. I don't know if you know this about me, but I also studied abroad in France in high school. So that's so funny. We're the same.
1: (laughs) Back to just us being best friends.
0: Yeah, no worries. So tell me about kind of starting all the babies and the process for that. What did you study in school and how did you even know the first steps and like how did you start the brand?
1: I think starting anything is the hardest for anyone and that's why Mm -hmm. so many entrepreneurs or people who want to be entrepreneurs have an idea and never actually get around to doing it Mm -hmm. because it's so daunting to like actually make it happen. So what happened with me is all throughout college, I was talking about this idea. I was like, I have this thing. Nobody's doing this. What, why do all these baby clothing companies exist, but they don't have a give back model. I was so convincing in my pitch. I was passionate about it, but I wasn't doing anything. So yeah. I was all talk and no action. And the second uh, I decided that I was really going to pursue it. So I was working at Sweetgreen my senior year part time because my classes were kind of limited so I was a community social media community manager there they had offered me a full time job which is what we go to college for right mm-hmm. we're like I want to graduate with my full time job offer I'm yeah. so excited and I remember reading the job offer and I was like this is, I'm so lucky to get this this is what mm-hmm. so many people want and I felt unexcited because I was like there's something in the back of my mind that I really yeah. want to pursue yeah and I decided to not take the job offer. Oh my god! I don't recommend not taking the job <laughs> offer. I totally agree with like working your butt off, side hustling while you're starting your thing, mm-hmm. like what you're doing, like mm-hmm. working full time, but also doing tiller and doing this. Yes. I ended up working part time at Glossier doing retail as mm-hmm, kind of like my yeah. side hustle. Which, but during that, I was, like, I was like, okay, I've just made a really conscious choice that mm-hmm. I'm going to pursue this full time and it's time to put my head down and do mm-hmm. the work. And that's when I literally just started researching what's got certified organic cotton. Because, you know, I had some non-negotiables. I was like, I know this. I, know yeah. I want this to be good organic cotton because mm-hmm. I'd read about, you know, baby skin, quality of fabrics. And I started yeah. learning about that. I studied communication and I minored in media economics and entrepreneurship. And I always felt like wide-eyed and bushy-tailed in my entrepreneurship classes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do something. I want to start something, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I started, you know, literally just researching, doing all these things, understanding what's a pattern, how do I make it, where are factories, like how do I know that I can get good things made in LA, blah, blah, blah. And it was truly just a dive in moment and suddenly each answer would lead me to the next step of the business, the next step of the business. Took a year. Yeah. And from there, that was when I was in a solid enough place to quit Glossier and actually pursue all the babies full time and launch it. September 2019. Wow. scariest day of my life
0: yeah so were you leveraging glossier as you were funding all like the sampling and production and things like that with that money or were you able to get funding in some other way or family and friends how yeah. did that work out for you
1: it, in the beginning stages there wasn't really any money going out because I was mm. truly just researching and understanding and and when it came to samples and I was like okay I need to like put up a little bit of upfront money in this just in terms of fabric and product and all of that, kind of like proof of concept, MVP, that is when I was able to kind of pull from some savings that I had, you know, through friends and family and just do a little back, backing round, which was like a nothing round, I would (laughs) say, and that was where I was like, okay, this is real, let's Mm -hmm. dive right in, and that's kind of how I had the money, enough money to start it so that I felt comfortable quitting Yeah. and knowing that I had proof of concept.
0: Gotcha, that's amazing. Well, I feel like getting from that stage of the sampling part where it's like, it still feels real, but kind of not real, um, to the part where you're like, look at all this inventory around me. How did you get from that portion to this?
1: It really wasn't easy in the beginning, I'll say, because I didn't really know. I I mean, I still am learning as I go. I don't really know what I'm doing. I finally have my people, which is Mm -hmm. great. But in the beginning, I was like, okay, I don't really know how to find my factory. I don't know how to find my people. So I'm going to hire out freelance, which is way more expensive. Mm -hmm. You're taking a person that has all the experience. So you're just trusting them with that. But with that becomes unrealistic costs and all of these things, unrealistic timelines. And so it was just hard to keep track with everything. And it was a great lesson to learn in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I actually need to find my people and do this on my own. And so I have an amazing fabric manufacturer here that I found all Mm -hmm. on my own. And it's a little family-owned business in Montebello. They're incredible. Mm -hmm. And they spin like the best organic certified cotton. Mm -hmm. They're really great. And so he was like, oh, I know a guy. His name is like Gene and he's 85 years old and he has this factory in Sun Valley. Like Mm -hmm. you need to contact him. He's not a texter, he's not an emailer, like give him a phone call. And I was like, I'm
0: scared. Like, <laughs> I was so scared. What
1: do I say? And finally I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I need to do this. I mm-hmm. called him. I was like, can you be my production manager? <laughs> I went to his factory, we talked, he was like, Do you have samples? Do you have and I still didn't even know what I was doing because I had hired yeah. someone who knew all of that. Right. And so I learned everything through through Gene. And then through Gene, I found my pattern maker who's yes. like the sweetest woman in El Segundo so I go to her house we do the patterns and the design oh. together and then through Jean and my pattern maker I found my grader and marker who like made all my sizes mm-hmm. so suddenly everything from one person my fabric guy yeah literally now I have all my people
0: I feel like that's how it happens
1: and I, it's like I've been waiting for that moment because yeah. there's so many people in the industry that I'd reached out to I'd cold email mm-hmm. and nobody wants to give away their sources no this is like a whoa mm-hmm. this is a hard pill to swallow like I just to do yeah. this out on my own and now also in this industry relationships are everything yeah. and I've become so close with these people like we sit down we have lunch together like yeah. these are my people we're laughing on the phone like it's so I just show up at the factory I'm like oh come on you're gonna delay me another two weeks <laughs> like it's so cordial mm-hmm. and beautiful and they trust me and I trust them yeah and until I found that click I promise you, all the babies didn't get off the ground until that moment, until yeah. we started doing these sweat sets with, right. you know, my new factory, until I mm-hmm. had eyes on every process of the right. business, which is how it always should have been, totally. but you have to fail in the beginning to, like, yeah. really get to where you need to be, totally. and that was a big lesson, and now we have our flow, and now right. things are just happening.
0: So what was your first product or product line before you kind of hit that stride with your new um, process?
1: Yeah. So we started with short sleeve bodysuit, the harem crop pant and the wraparound tee. Mm -hmm. We still have a few that are on sale now, but for the most part they're pretty much all sold out. I haven't decided if I'm going to bring them back yet, but they yeah. were really beautiful. Yeah. They came in oat milk and chocolate milk, which are still some of our signature names. colors, <laughs> and it was with this beautiful organic baby rib cotton, which you see right there on yeah. those rompers. That's with that same oh, first cool. fabric that we got. Okay. Because I also made a mistake on that order where I ordered 1600 yards instead of 160. <gasps> like I added oh a zero. My oh my god. It's another <laughs> lesson like always check your invoices. Um, oh my and god that, and for baby clothes
0: it's e- probably like you have to learn thousands that and Thousands so like, of i I will never
1: let that go to waste yeah. it's so sustainable how can I keep creating styles and using that yeah um which is great
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so then once I started with Jean I was literally in the shower and I had sometimes when I'm driving or I'm in the shower I get my best ideas I don't yeah, know how same. it happens but I had this quick moment where I was like I need to do a sweat set for babies this yeah. was in October of 2019 when we were still very new and sales were slow and I was like figuring everything out. I'm going to do a little vintage inspired, Mm -hmm. little crew neck, baby sweat fan for babies. Like I need to do this. This sounds so cozy. So I went to my factory. I went to my pattern maker. We literally developed the style Mm -hmm. that same day. I was so excited about it. And that is what I think officially got all the babies off the ground. sweats. People were like, Sweatpants for babies. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. This totally existed before, but I feel like it's just so cute. These fun colors that we were doing. So we started with cashew, which is that like beige, like not beige, sorry, cream with a little pale pink. Yeah. And then pine. Those were our first two colors. Pine is like that more green. Yeah. And we got off the ground. It did really well. Mm -hmm. And then everybody was like, I'm jealous of what my kid is wearing. The dogs.
0: I was hoping you were going to say that because the baby sweatsets are like so classic, so timeless. It's hard to find organic cotton sweats. And that's how I found you was for myself. Like I was like Googling around for months, like couldn't find anything and then was like served an ad and I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I need. Oh,
1: I'm so, I can't even believe you got served an ad for months. Like, I know. That's so rare. I mean, like yeah. very, I like just promote. Instagram yeah, posts yeah. sometimes. So I'm so happy that worked. But um yeah, so then everybody was asking for adults. A big thing that I believe in is always listening to our customer. Mm-hmm. I will always listen to what our customer wants. And I was like, Okay, another moment in the show <laughs> I was like, we gotta do adults, let's go. Yep. Too many people are asking for this. Oh, Lo and wow. behold. COVID hit like right as we were getting our first batch in and oh everybody God. was like I'm staying home forever like I need, need a yeah and I feel like ours was the more affordable option on the market mm-hmm. that is still great quality and yeah. that wasn't like you know $300 for yeah. a hoodie and a sweatpant, which yeah. we see all the mm-hmm. time and um, a lot of them are sold separately yeah and I was like I want to do this set just like yeah. I do for the babies and that is what officially officially got us off the ground and that's what helped us survive through covid which
0: was just i I mean yeah it's like most small businesses it was like horrible timing and like it's almost like it worked in your favor as horrible as that is but if there was a positive to come out of it like I was one of those people. I was, you know, doing the whole like talentless, mad happy, like whatever yeah. run of all the sweats, and nothing was working for me. I was spending a fortune just trying these things on, returning them, and I finally stumbled upon you guys, and I was like, gotta talk to them. <laughs> I'm
1: so happy to be talking with you, and I'm so grateful you found us. But
0: yeah,
1: I talk about openly a lot because it was a really weird time too. Because yeah. I'm like we're popping off right now and so many people are struggling. And I went through this back and forth of like, do Mm -hmm. I deserve this? Do we like, you know, and like, and I was so grateful, but I was also hurting by everyone struggling. And I was like, how can I take this and do good with it? And like, that's also why we really care about transparency. We really, we care about like creating a community for our customers Mm -hmm. and for like our everybody who shops with us. We want you to come to our page and feel joy and feel love. And every order that you receive, we want you to know that like, we are hand-packing everything and taking our time and doing all this because we want you to know that, like, yeah. we're not just another business. That's, like, we're a business that you're keeping surviving during yeah. this time. And, like, we just want to bring these cozies and these smiles to you. Yeah.
0: I feel like you guys are achieving that so much. And, like, having the aspect of the baby portion of it is, like, this little, like, cute bundle of joy attached to it. And, like, it's so right. funny seeing your page because it's, like, a combination of, like, now these adult. Sets and like everyone filtering in, and like you know, people being featured, but then like it's mixed in with these like adorable little tots running around. It's like, I'm so
1: happy. You feel I love that. It's working. it. No,
0: no it's, it's working, it totally is. Um, Especially
1: now, like babies, you look into their eyes and you feel hopeful. Like, yes. you know, you're gonna laugh by their little baby yeah. laugh. And if I can create like an adult version of that, so we can all feel like little innocent yes. babies that are hopeful <laughs> for the future and like in the world yeah by all
0: means let's go you know like let's just have babies running (laughs) around I love that yeah and it was funny because like you know seeing the sets it's like something you just want to be cozy and like it's like no you're not trying to be like fashionable on the street like you know doing anything but like in turn since you're comfortable and like you really feel like yourself in the sweats, like it like is fashion in a way. So I love that spin on it. But you kind of talked about this a little bit. But I mean, what was kind of like the most rewarding part of starting the business? And on the flip side of that, what was the most difficult part and kind of to this day that like you learned the most from?
1: Wow, so many things. I would say still to this day we're a little bit over a year in and I truly genuinely like to my core wake up every morning so grateful and thankful that Mm -hmm. I can do this and that I can like I'm just so excited to know that I'm making people excited with these purchases and these beautiful clothing and so that's just been really rewarding is seeing the community that it's created because that's something I care about so much Mm -hmm. like and that's one of our core values cultivating community and like seeing people engage in our photos and repost us and like Mm -hmm. knowing you, you found that, like knowing you heard it from this friend who posted about that, like that has, that is never going to go away. That joy. That's been really rewarding. And, and obviously like knowing that people are connecting to our mission more Mm -hmm. than anything and knowing that like our give back is, it's challenging still to get those returns, but knowing that we are getting them still and like we are giving things to babies in need and and all that that has just been truly so amazing and then I would say the challenging parts are understanding like the ebbs and flows Mm -hmm. of this industry because I don't have a fashion background and like I am gonna fail and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm gonna test a sample and it's gonna look good but then like things are gonna go wrong in production and I'm gonna lose money and like yeah I've I've dealt with so many different ebbs and flows and I think like always just reminding myself, and I always say this because I'm not great at it, is just to do everything in rest and calm and trusting my gut. Mm -hmm. Because whenever I haven't trusted my gut in this business so far, for all the babies in particular, I have failed. But when I go off an instinct, when I believe it, when I feel it and I know it, based off of how our community is acting, based off of that same joy I was just talking about, then good things happen. But if Mm -hmm. I'm kind of forcing something or I'm forcing a style or I'm forcing a launch or I'm, like, pushing my production to go fast, then bad things happen. And so kind of just stepping back, and that's hard for me to
0: do. No, I know. I'm the same way, and, like, I feel like sometimes I go off of, like, a half instinct and I'm, like, not totally sure about it, and then I go with it, and then something not bad happens, but like, you know, it's not the outcome I want to see. And then I'm curious of like, why did that happen? And then you really look back and I'm like, okay, because my heart wasn't in it and that wasn't really what I wanted to make the move on. And you kind of have to like sit with those things, but also like take that with a grain of salt and be like, okay, well, there was a reason why that happened. So next time I'm going to go with my gut or, you know, do more research or whatever that might be. So that's definitely interesting that you say that, but that kind of brings me to my next series of questions, I guess, is, you are not a mother and you probably don't know a crazy amount of babies. How did you initially start selling to these moms and connecting with these moms and like, you know, marketing to them, I guess?
1: Such a good question. Yeah, that's everybody's like, "Wait, you're not?" A lot of people don't even know I'm not, which yeah. is which is a really important part of why I decided to partner with my mm-hmm. mom. We call her the chief mom obviously. <laughs> it's like having that motherly energy in the room and yeah. just that calming energy and knowing that she understands the market too, even though she's an older mom too, whereas yeah. we are appealing to the millennial mom. So I'm a millennial myself and I've been doing a lot of research around mm-hmm. millennial moms and what that looks like yeah. because they really care about technology, obviously yeah. like finding things via Instagram. Mm-hmm. They care about like health, that's Mm -hmm. a huge thing for them, and sustainability, and so they want to know that the products going on their kids are like organic, Mm -hmm. or naturally dyed, or low Mm -hmm. impact, whatever it is, and good for the environment, have a good impact, Mm -hmm. and also from my research, a lot of them do actually care about a charitable thing, or a charitable support, or a give back, so I started noticing all of these actual data points around How can I create this holistic approach around Mm -hmm. attaining that millennial mom? And a huge part of that approach came into this idea of word of mouth. Yeah. And mothers really want to know what other mothers are doing. What's kind of that cool thing? It's kind of like us, right? And It's that millennial mindset that we Mm -hmm. also have is like, if one of my friends is posting something on Instagram and tagging it, I always go and click, maybe Mm -hmm. I'll end up buying like all of these things. And I saw that tactic working with my friends and I was like, I wonder how that works with mothers. Yeah. And literally, I started by just finding some little mommy influencers here and there, micro-influencers, gifting, Mm -hmm. seeing what they would do, not asking for anything, really. They would end up posting. And then literally from there, we just started growing. This mother heard it from this mother, and I saw this post. And then if you look at our Instagram, like probably 98% of it is user-generated content. And that's all because probably a big part of word of mouth, so we're able to find that ideal customer who understands that aesthetic, who understands, like, basically our brand values and who gets it. And we're like, oh, we can repost you. And then, oh, you're going to reshare. And I swear that's been, there hasn't been a lot of strategy around it beyond, like, word of mouth has been a blessing for us. Well,
0: yeah, I feel like that's the one thing about moms, especially, like, younger moms. They're, you know, a couple years older than us probably. So they're in the same generational category, but it's like almost amplified times a thousand because it's like now they're caring for this little bean and they need, to, you know, make sure that they give the best to this child. And it's like, you know, the sharing aspect of what we do. And when we're searching for products and like finding everything that I wear or buy on social or whatever, word of mouth and online, it's like that, but plus you know, a little thing next to them. So that's amazing that you explained that.
1: Transparency really is a huge thing. Like, even if you look at our posts, the more storytelling, honest, authentic, real posts are going to engage higher with us. And, like, and it is this challenge of finding, I mean, we are just such an honest company. Like, I just want to always be that. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's this new challenge of, like, okay, so we're not only appealing to moms anymore. We're appealing to, like, people who just want to have a cool sweat set and feel yeah. awesome in it. And how mm-hmm. do we do that? Are we're appealing to grandparents who want to buy their new grandchild a gift or yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so that has kind of been this new thing. But more than anything, again, I think it's that word of mouth that also mm-hmm. works because it's like, oh, I'm going onto this Instagram and like, I don't have a baby, but wow, this page kind of like sparks joy yeah. and I feel excited. And like, yeah, yeah. oh, I love that. This color is called butter. Like yeah, even little things it. like that have – kind of helped us grow. It's
0: so interesting. No, it totally is. And like, yeah, even having like the cute names and like everything, it just all aligns. So you're doing such a good job. It's awesome. Um, But I guess kind of going back to like the launch and like starting it up and ramping everything up, um, I feel like it's really taboo in the industry or just in any startup in general to talk about like money and like things of like, how did you start actually building the business? Um, And that's one thing that I have been asking, you know, everyone that I've been sitting down with, because, you know, everyone varies, like no business is going to be the same as another. And um, I feel like that's the biggest question when there are other people trying to start something up of how do you make that work? And, you know, like, you know, for you, I think you were doing pre-orders or something like that. But how did you kind of like figure out that strategy and what works for you?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's like, an issue that so many people face mm-hmm. because they have a great idea, but they're like, I don't have the money to start it. Yeah. And just that prohibits them from right. even going for it. Um, love credit cards. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's been great, young no, Um
1: I look back at how we started, and I know, based off of everything I've learned, that we could have spent less in yeah, the beginning. Yeah. But I had, I was lucky enough to kind of pull through savings, have family support on that. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has that, right? I mean, I understand that that I was so fortunate in that regard. And I think that like my best advice in that realm, if you don't have money or if you do have money, one, if you don't have money to start it, do all the research that you can until it requires you to actually spend some money. And then from there, really be strategic around, okay, I think I'm just going to, create an investment in my yeah. MVP mm-hmm. I'm gonna okay maybe a sample is more expensive than the production okay I'm just gonna make this small sample I'm gonna spend 20 dollars on the sample and then this is just enclosed yeah and then I'm gonna go and try to find all these little mommy friends mm-hmm. and I'm gonna see would you wear this how does it feel what do you think yeah. about the fabric and I'm gonna really user test I didn't do that enough yeah. right I really was kind of like I have some money in the bank I'm gonna do mm-hmm. this I'm gonna do that and it didn't blow up right away yeah. Luckily, I've gone through all the finances. We actually haven't lost any money since yeah. starting. We're breaking even yeah. and we're now starting to make a profit, mm-hmm. which is huge in yeah. year one. So now I digress. And then I go, if you do have money, you mm-hmm. really want to be smart around where that is actually going. Yeah. Because it's super easy to get ahead of yourself. So, so I'm easy. a mega dreamer and mm-hmm. I see five years ahead, which yeah. is great for like keeping me going, yeah. having excitement, feeling passionate. But with that, I can think like, oh, well, we have to do that collection. Yeah. No, I'm not there yet. Yeah. That is why I did something like Strategize around pre-orders. That's right. a great thing to do if you yeah. don't have a lot of money starting out. Mm-hmm. And what we did is we spent a little bit of money on the sample. Yeah. We didn't even have it dyed. We literally posted a photo of me, my mom, and my brother wearing it. You <laughs> we saw that it looked cute on all of them. It wasn't dyed. We put it up for pre-order. We're like, the colors are going to match the baby sweats we yeah. have right now. And it started selling, started selling, paid for itself. Right. In those instances, that is great. Mm -hmm. But, um, and that is still probably going to be something we do down the line. Yeah. But now that we kind of know what people love, we just keep restocking. But it's hard, you know, I, I'm actually currently taking Sophia Russo's business class that she recently came out with. I recommend it's super great. I'm super behind on all the courses because I've been so busy, (laughs) but she kind of like, recommends not going the investor route. And yeah. I really believe that mm-hmm. because I was going on some, I was, I was starting to talk to some investors. And I think that's an amazing thing to yes. do if you really like mm-hmm. have a great idea. It's a high end spend. Yep. But with that, you could potentially lose some of your freedoms if a it's 100%. not the right yeah. you know, partnership or whatever that means. That is totally discerning on you and the type yeah. of founder you are. In my case, I sat back with that decision and I was like, with the money that we have right now, I understand that we're kind of basically living off of this mm-hmm. idea of making sales, paying for themselves, yeah. making sales, paying for themselves. But I feel a lot comfortable in that position yeah. than I do with like the burden of having Looking to report to someone, someone else, right now. Yeah. I love having that freedom totally. so that I can do something like have my shower idea right. and run and create
0: it. A hundred percent. So I don't
1: know if that was really answering your yeah, question. Yeah. No. But, totally. Like, I just think I can't stress enough that, like, don't let money be a burden. Yeah. Rather, like, use that fire and and go for it if you need to open a credit right. card to like, get the ground rolling, if you need to get a small business loan to get the, there's totally, like – Assets out there that
0: can help you. Yeah, and I I was actually having this conversation with someone the other day because I feel like a lot of small businesses think that they need to go for investment immediately and like they need to go for a seed round like as soon as they prove their concept or whatever it is. But a lot of people don't understand that like with that, it's not someone just handing you money. Like it's equity. Like you're giving away your freedoms. You're giving away your voice. And a huge part of what people I feel like also don't understand is if you are able to be profitable or even just net zero, like for the first, however long, then why give that up? Like as you're building the brand. And for me, it took a long time for me to kind of wrap my head around that too, because I went for a crowdfunding Kickstarter round. That's how I launched Tiller. And yeah, and that was amazing because I broke even immediately. Like that's what paid for production. It paid for Um, every order that I got in, like, you know, right out the gate, those first three weeks and then, and then some, obviously like the remainder of the collection too. For me, I was like, oh, this is just like starting me out and then I'll go for funding later on. And I went to business school. So like, that's the conversation. It's always like, okay, pitch decks and like going into incubators and accelerator programs and this and that prepping you for that investment you know, it took me over a year to realize it, but I'm like, I don't think that's the route for me right now. Like that's not what I need to be doing. And like you were saying, it's so easy to be roped into like, you know, working with freelancers and like working with like this artist and that artist and this designer and like kind of being blinded by like what you're actually supposed to be spending money on, you know, getting this photographer to do all of your shoots and this not just to like, maybe look legitimate or like feel legitimate for some people then you're not but like yourself. then you're not learning <laughs> yourself and then you're kind of giving away all these learning experiences so for those people that kind of need the money and are able to get that through investors I like applaud everyone for that Beyond it's amazing but it's just not the, the it's not the only way and it's not the first way I would go to so it's just interesting hearing everyone go through that thought process and like how people one. come out it's and hard so yeah the financial
1: side of things so yeah. that's been really tough for me too because- I know. I'm like, I never made a business plan. Yeah. You know, I didn't do the pitch deck. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't have, the, I finally have a finance guy who's just, me blow, <laughs> account, you know, whatever. But it's like, it's really been, that has been such a journey because mm-hmm. money is so taboo in business. So and it's taboo. like, you think that you need so much to start something. And oftentimes yeah. with clothes, I've been told from like mentors I've talked to, you yeah. need like 10 to 20,000 to start yep. it. And yep. I would say that's a really practical yeah. ballpark that totally. we also have. But like, yeah, that's a lot of money too. It and is,
0: yeah. It is in a way. And then like in the grand scheme of things, it's not. And it's like so easy to get a loan at that amount or not easy, but it's definitely attainable to get a right. loan at that amount. So um, kind of giving people an idea of like what the other possible routes are is so like, above my head I'm just like this is so interesting me, to me
1: it's interesting too I think that whatever walk of life you're in mm-hmm. your risk factor is going to be different oh, so 100%. for me I'm not married I don't have babies yeah I'm gonna take this risk I'm mm-hmm. gonna invest in my future if I have to fail fast and yeah. like pivot fast and this isn't gonna work, I'm prepared to deal with that. Yeah. It's gonna be devastating. But right. I can still I'm not like having to feed anybody but myself I right know. now. You know, like I still have my family close enough that worst, worst, worst case, they could kind of come in and I maybe know. help me a little bit. But yeah. you don't know. What if there's a mom and and like yeah. she's a single mom and she's having to work like two you don't right. know the situation. So I think it is so dependent on the journey so, that you're so in to. Yeah. And a lot of that is gonna kind of breed the route you take in how you choose to go for investors or loans or whatever. And it's just so hard.
0: It's so hard. And I feel like when I was in the early stages of even thinking about starting something, I would always listen to the podcast, like all the things of like people explaining their journey, their story. And for some reason, they always follow a really similar path. And then they never dive into like the actual, like what do I do to start this thing? So that's kind of where it, took me with this idea is like I want to ask people like the questions that people don't get asked I and like all share oh no, it's true because yeah is
1: saying like you know what I actually spent like way too much money getting off the right and kind of messed up yeah and, you know?
0: and for me it was always hearing the story of well I worked in this you know I I worked in IB or like I worked in like consulting for fifteen years and like hated my corporate life and then I quit my job right. one day and then I went off and did this and, and it's like and then it's, it blew up in two <laughs> days and then now I don't have to work a day in my life like where is like the relatability in that like I don't know if it's like everyone putting. A story on for like their, you know, how they made it story. Yes. And it comes with like a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, like a lot of worrying and not knowing like how it's gonna go. And like, I don't know, I feel like that's not something that's talked about that often. I so. mean, our first,
1: just to like give you the real, real, our yeah. first, one of our first collections, the harem crop pant, we got it back from our, this is when I was working with a freelancer at the time. And we got back the production samples and we made, I forget how many, but maybe a hundred or so. Uh And the style was completely off and like, it didn't match the pattern that we'd agreed on in the sample. And somehow there was miscommunication. It was way too loose and way too long. And so it created this like groovy wide leg pants (laughs) and I was like, this is totally not the (laughs) pair. And I had shipped out the orders already to some people and like, suddenly I was like, going to each person we were so small it was like four customers I'm so sorry you got the wrong thing and then I had to like spend money to fix it and then you know so it's like even that I remember driving and realizing that it was messed up and just crying and being like this was supposed to be like my little baby already it's so vulnerable launching something like I remember being like sad on my launch day like I didn't feel happy Mm -hmm. I felt Oh my God, this is my baby that I'm yeah. exposing to the world. And I don't know how people are going to respond. Yeah. And like, I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm scared. And I'm like, and I was like crying with my mom. And yeah. she was like, but this is, I get it. I get it's it. It's okay. I get it. And then the pant thing happened. and I was like, oh my God, I was right. It, <laughs> and then yeah. here we are. And you just have to keep going and you have to keep working. And no, like, totally. I really, I've learned from every failure that we've dealt with,
0: mm-hmm. which I'm
1: so grateful for. And I learned fast. And I was like, okay, that, that's a good yeah. lesson. Thank God I learned it. On yeah. to the next. And we get those every day, whether that yeah. comes with customer service lessons. Totally. I've had my fair share of those. You know, whatever it is, right, you have to, you know, deal with that failure first yeah, to yeah. really keep growing.
0: No, that's so true. And, yeah, exactly what you said is, like, people don't see the little things that you're, like, worried about or – like you said, it's it's literally your child. And before I would even tell anyone, like, I made sure that I knew everything. And, like, I was, like, I need to prove that, like, I can answer any question and whatever. And then for me, like, I was, like, overwhelmed with support when I launched. And I was, like, oh, my God, wait, I'm surprised because you don't know how it's going to go. Absolutely. And then over time, it kind of like, you know, chills out and like life is kind of just like normal again. And I'm like, wait, but what about all the people that were like so excited and sharing it and whatever? And I'm just like, okay. It's that's like, it totally ebbs and flows and it's, it's just like a very interesting thing to learn. Oh. Like you see the flashy moments for people, but on a day-to-day, you're just like, this is a job too. <laughs> like I'm, I'm working at it. So that's, totally. that's it's not like.
1: Totally as glamorous yeah. as it looks by any
0: means. Oh my God, no. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to kind of going off of that, move into what advice would you give to women especially who want to follow a dream or start something of their own?
1: I mean, first of all, to women, you are a badass and you can do anything. Mm-hmm. All women need to know that. We mm-hmm. can do anything. Yeah. And second of all, for me, just specifically, is if you feel something in your gut and you feel driven and drawn towards something mm-hmm. and compelled, like to the point where like you're falling asleep thinking about it, waking up thinking yep. about it. Go and do it. Yeah. Stop talking and start doing. Yep. I can't stress that enough because for years I was just talking and I wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. And the second I put my words to actions, beautiful things happen. Yeah. And so do that. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. It's always going to kind of give you these different ebbs and flows like we've yeah. talked about. But just trust that and be in that. And that's yeah. kind of like, I always come back to this advice because it's always my dad telling me is truly do it and rest. You know how they say like when the universe sort of aligns for you in a way of like, that's so weird. Like we met each other. And then through that, we met this kind of like what happened with my, all my people who I work with. It was like my fabric guy and then my factory guy, trust that process. Let those things align. Don't force, don't push. Mm -hmm. And just listen to yourself, listen to kind of that driving passion and do the work for it. It's not going to be easy, but you've got it. And women, I think all women have a real intuition and Mm -hmm. just like truly listen to that and know that if you work hard enough for this thing you want to do, you can make it happen.
0: Yeah. I think that's so interesting that you say that because I feel like it's true. And this series is based off of only women founders, creators and just like entrepreneurs. And one thing that just has been a common thread through every single person I've talked to is that there is like some sort of like gut feeling and like really strong passion behind what they're doing. And it always has a meaning to them. And um, not to bash our male counterparts, but I don't think that male founders and male CEOs and male entrepreneurs always have that sense of personal touch to what they're working on. And um, it could be something, you know, a problem that they had or like something that they wanted to solve. But most of the time, it kind of comes down to the dollar signs. And basically every woman I've talked to so far is like the money will come focus on your passions and be confident in what you're doing and put in the hard work exactly what you were saying it's like if you feel something and you want to go for it do it but like it's it's not just about saying okay I'm doing it now like it takes work it takes like putting in that time so it's really I love that you said that that's great
1: it's true and don't let the money lead you it's so interesting about the males because In the beginning, I was like, it's not about sales, even though obviously we need those to survive, but I just led with everything you just said. Right.
0: And then suddenly they come.
1: It's true. It always
0: happens. It always happens. And I mean, not always happens. Like, obviously, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. There's so much. But... I do agree that a brand that has that mission and for you like charitable action behind it is so important for people these days and yeah it's just very inspiring to hear your story and kind of like all the women that I've talked to so far so that's amazing. Is there anything else you want to talk about or like your materials or like anything like that? Yeah we
1: can. We use all like I mentioned 100% organic got certified Mm -hmm. cotton which is the highest certification it's all these certificates. I know uh, it's the highest certification you can attain for cotton at that level mm-hmm. so it's the best for your skin mm-hmm. it's really safe environmentally spun mm-hmm. it's like good natural conditions um the work conditions are great all of it is just like so 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 good you yes. want your cotton to be got mm-hmm. um and additionally we do have we have some linen but it's 100%, 100% linen All of our stuff is made and manufactured here in Los Angeles. We say cozy California (laughs) labels. Um, And it's um, really special to know that we see every single aspect of basically from start to finish. So literally from like development to you receiving your package. Mm -hmm. I have eyes on every single component, which is really, really special and not that common. It's becoming way more common, which I love. And obviously, sustainability is super important to me and to this brand mm-hmm. and I don't want to be another fashion company that creates yeah. waste obviously waste in this industry is inevitable but yeah. the ways that we kind of try to you know reduce that is we save all of our scraps so hopefully mm-hmm. turning those into like preemie pieces or mm-hmm, whatever because there's yeah. not enough preemie things out there yeah. um or we want to kind of use them as like backdrops for photo shoots fun yeah, yeah. things like that and then anytime we get dye-damaged pieces, mm-hmm. we have now partnered with Matter Goods, who does really oh, cool, wonderful yeah. natural dyes, and she'll tie-dye them with like plants and vegetables, and that's mm-hmm. really awesome, so that way we don't waste them. And then anything that is slightly damaged that mm-hmm. we can't even sell, maybe we'll put that on sale like we have right now, or yeah. we will directly give those to babies in need. Um, other things that we do that I think are worth mentioning, especially right now with people losing their jobs is we do offer, nominate a family or someone in need. So we would get, during COVID, our give back kind of shifted because we can't hand deliver things to babies in need necessarily. So we started having people nominate families. So Mm -hmm. we would get emails like, my really good friend, both the husband and the wife lost their job. Is there anything you can do? They just had a baby. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: In that case, we will either send them some gently used pieces that we already had that have been given, given back to us already slightly damaged pieces or we'll give them store credit Mm -hmm. on our store so that's kind of a new initiative that I'm focusing on that I think is really important kind of like playing our part any way we can and then other exciting things is We have Thermal Launching, which I can't wait. Um, I'm obsessed with Thermal. It's 95% organic cotton, 5% Mm -hmm. spandex, so it has a cozy little stretch to it. Um, And that's going to be launching only an adult to start, Mm -hmm. but then the matching baby thermals will come right after, just in time for Christmas and the holidays and all of that. So that's cool. And then we have adult sweats, our best-selling adult sweats, Mm -hmm. restocking in like, very soon. I don't know when this is coming out. So it's probably like already going to be sold out. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows if it'll be there. Um, but thermals is a big one and basically, yeah, we're, I'm just grateful to be sitting with you here in our first office in downtown and with our first intern, you know, all these like <laughs> never thought that I would even be in a position where I could like give some of my duties away. I've been so stressed dealing with every aspect of the business. And um, yeah, we're just so grateful and excited for what year two and more is gonna bring for all the babies.
0: Amazing. So I guess that brings me to my last question um, What does the future hold for you and kind of? What are those goals and what are you trying to hit, whether it's short term or, you know, in the next five, 10 years?
1: Okay, so like I said, I'm a dreamer, so I have some big ones (laughs) for you. First goal is I want to start kind of shifting towards an option to do a subscription-based model Mm -hmm. at checkout as well to help with our give back. We really care about our give back, and I feel like we're sort of losing sight of that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, because you have a lot of parents, which I totally respect. They're like, I don't want to send back my clothes because I want to save these for another baby I might have or whatever. So starting to focus on little reminder emails every three to six months, being like, hey, your baby might have outgrown their clothes. You want to send it back to us? That's an option. Or opting in a subscription, which we're going to start working on so you get... Our new pieces and then you send back oh, your cute. old pieces yeah. every three to right. six months you can kind of select that so that's something I'm really excited to start working on and then also we really want to kind of start being I would say like the goop summit for babies and yeah. creating a space where we can open up beautiful conversation vulnerable conversation mm-hmm. around motherhood around you know whatever journey it takes being yeah. a mother not being a mother all of these beautiful things that I just think are so important. Like mm-hmm. for me, for example, I'm not a mom, and I've learned so much from these mom-to-mom stories. Yeah. Interviewing these moms, I feel like I'm already a better mom than I ever could have, than I ever could have been. <laughs> or just like hearing their stories teaches you about being a woman in a really unique yeah. way. that, women don't need to become moms, but we have this powerful, powerful thing about us. Yes. Whether you're a mom or not, and that's been really cool. Um, so just really focusing on things centered around honoring that and like celebrations around that and fun little things around give backs with that event space. Um, And then expanding our size range. Mm -hmm. Really excited about that. We want to grow with your baby. Air quotes. So we are one year old. So we go up to three right now. So if your baby started with us when they were one, hopefully they're shopping with us like in the two or three section now. If they started with us at zero to three months, hopefully they're shopping in the one year section now um in January hopefully we'll go up to five Mm -hmm. um but for year two I have a really exciting launch in mind um that I hope will increase those sizes even more I'm not going to say what number yet (laughs) I think we're just going to keep growing yes and then those are some big ones any other ones is yeah more collections more sizes focusing on our events Mm -hmm. and hopefully adding like real employees to the mix. Yeah. Like not just in like having enough money where we can mm-hmm. really we have some big goals for year two in terms mm-hmm. of sales. Um kind of like doubling from year one. Those are some of the big goals for now. Yeah.
0: That's a lot. Yeah. I love it. Well thank you so much for coming on and having me in your beautiful new office. Thank um, you for me. So why don't you tell me where people can find you and where people can find all the babies. Yes. So people can find me on my personal Instagram
1: at Drew You can always reach out to All The Babies or to me from hello at, to hello at allthebabies.co. Or you can check us out on Instagram at allthebabiesco.co or our website, www.allthebabies.co.
0: Love it.